morning, everybody. My name is Nathan Mitchell, and I am the... <laughs> I love it. I've got two uh, cut-ups in here with me. Nathan Mitchell, and I'm the Community Outreach and Advocacy Coordinator with the McShen Recovery Resource Foundation, and welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. Today, my guests... We're, we're a little goofy in here today, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, my guests today are Joyce Bronson, our Intake Coordinator, and... Uh, uh, recently transitioned to uh, moving out of our housing. I'd like to talk about that. Yes. And I have congratulations. Yeah, thank I, you. I have uh, Frank stuff. Bellinger, um, who is our, uh, among other things, <laughs> he coordinates uh, one jail program that we have, which is currently on the, on the, uh, uh, the what do we call that right now? Well, furloughed, I guess, for lack furloughed, of a better word. Correct. Uh, but is uh, working as our. This is really weird, my voice sounding in these Medication in these yeah. and drug test coordinator. <laughs> We're going to be a little cut up today, and that's okay, because I think in these it's times raw. we need to laugh. Yeah. It's, it's uh, rainy here in Richmond. Um, it's warm outside. I think it's supposed to get nicer out there, but right now we're, we're taking this beautiful uh, Holy Week Wednesday and uh, sitting here talking about intake, talking about all kinds of things, and of course... We have Todd over here, Hello. our the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. I love it. So, like um, a yeti. <laughs> <laughs> like a yeti. Um, <laughs> so, for everybody who doesn't know, Joyce is generally the first person who um, people coordinate with to get into the McShin Foundation. So, I brought Joyce in to talk about the intake process. Um, we don't have to go into dollars and things like that, but maybe talk about what the program is, uh, the 28-day program versus sober living and, and where people are coming from, and maybe talk about uh, what you've been experiencing during the COVID-19 crisis uh, as far as calls come. So yeah. welcome, Joyce. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, we, you know, at McShane, we have diff several different programs, but our main program is our 28-day intensive program, and then we also do sober living. Um, during our 28-day program, um, our uh, participants, they receive, you know, a peer recovery coach. Um, they do one-on-one -on -one with a certified substance abuse uh, counselor. And then they just get the authentic peer-to-peer -peer, uh, recovery, um, the authentic peer-to-peer -peer recovery that we deliver here. So it's, it's a lot of different things that we do here. Um, but most of our main thing about it and why a lot of people enjoy coming here is because we're a community. You know, a lot of people get, get really good bonds when they come. A lot of them come in here thinking they're only going to stay for 28 days, but during that 28 days, they, begin, they develop such great bonds that they decide to stay longer. Like myself, I came, I stood for almost a year, and then I finally decided to move out, but I still had to stay behind to work because I cannot <laughs> leave this place. This is my favorite place ever. It's like Walt Disney World. I like uh, you shared something just now that that, I, that resonates with me. Uh -huh. I came down here thinking I'd be here for thirty days, yeah. and that was uh, just about two years ago. So <laughs> yeah, we don't want to leave when we come. <laughs> you get great. I mean, and then you know your network that you uh, that you develop here is just so strong. I mean, you could ask anyone here for anything, and they've got your back. And it's you know when we were on the street, we're so used to somebody wanting something from us, you know, like, hey, they're offering to do this for me. What do they want? They, they're always <laughs> behind you looking for something. But here it's all, you know, it's real. It's like, hey, you know, you, you're moving. Hold, hey, I got a truck. Let me come put, um, you know, help you move a couple things around. So, and it, it was all legit. No one wants anything from you just to be there and help you and support you. Well, and so you just transitioned a few days ago mm -hmm. to um, living on your own and, and to rebuilding your family. Absolutely. Um, how's that going? 
It's going great. Um, my son has moved in with me and we're having a lot of good times. Um, I still, you know, being a house manager for so long at McShed, I'm still looking around for someone calling my name or a problem showing up. <laughs> I'm still wanting to organize my, my freezers and refrigerators with people's names, but I just realized it's just two names down, just me and my son. <laughs> so it's an adjustment, but it's great. Do you do you find that uh, dishes are getting done like they would in a recovery house? <laughs> no, I'm finding a dirty dish in the sink when I wake up now. <laughs> and I'm finding the shower curtain open now. And that no bed is being made other than mine. So I'm going to have to, you know, put my foot down. I'm trying not to do my morning, my evening walks through the house like I did before the recovery houses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it kind of uh, freaks my son out. It's like, why are you opening the door this late? <laughs> staring at me. <laughs> I can relate. As a house leader, I yeah. can relate. Just walking around, sort of like, Got okay. It. Make sure everybody's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it is, a, you know, some adjustments I have to make myself because I've been so used to making sure everybody's okay and everybody's in the house and no one's outside. So <laughs> we have uh, we have a few people watching right now, and I want to say uh, hi to Joe and to um, is oh uh, hey Morris, good to see you, buddy. Morris, um, Morris, uh, Ben. Uh, so I got two of my housemates are actually watching right now. So I want to say love you, boys. Um, I see Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Uh, board members watching. Thank you, Debbie. Good to see you. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, so I, I, we also have Frank here. And, and whereas Joyce is often the first person, or at least the first person who has a, a lengthy conversation with mm -hmm. somebody coming from the outside, um, often as a participant, uh, you will spend a lot of time if you are on medications or you're coming in for a drug screen, uh, you'll meet with Frank. So I have Frank Bellinger over here. Uh, Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, you know, things are, um, my, had to deal with some, some issues with my six-year-old son last night. He, he, he got really, um, when he figured out that he wasn't gonna see um, Miss Healy, uh, his first grade teacher, and when he, he realized when he goes back to school, he's going to be in second grade oh, and all the relationships he developed and with his classmates, it really devastated him. So uh, I was actually just thinking about that. But yeah, so when they come, uh, Joyce, you know, Joyce is their encounter, but I, I do um, get the opportunity to spend uh, time with them um, as they're getting their medication and, and doing um, different policy and protocols that we have here. Um, drug testing. Um, we've implemented um, safety measures, so a lot of the drug testing is, is being done at the house and, and just brought in by the house leaders because of COVID-19, and, and we're implementing the social distancing and everything. But um, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to grow. Um, I love the one-on-one -on -one time. Um, you know, people leave and then realize when they get back out there, they, they pick up right where they left off and end up worse. And like, having a chance yesterday it, it just it's just like it's so fulfilling um to to actually help and and touch someone's life um and, and possibly give them the hope to to find the new way to live um and, and recover uh, i mean that that in itself is, is you mentioned uh, people leaving um and so often so often we do have people who leave and go back out and come back. I'm hitting equipment here, mm -hmm. uh, which is is a beautiful thing to see people come back. Um, 
What I also love seeing, and we do see this a lot too, and I, 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 I like to focus on these, um, the people who leave after launching, mm-hmm. you know, like Joyce is a good oh, example, absolutely. yeah, um, who, who have taken the time to heal, um, learn the tools, you know, and, and will go out and, and continue in recovery um, and come back and work here. We have uh, several of our staff members who are um, past participants mm-hmm. who became staff members or house leaders and then staff members and and now live out elsewhere, you know, with, with loved ones or, you know, on their own and still come back. And Joyce, I'm so glad that you're here all the time. <laughs> um, you know, your office is, you know, the, the three of us are on the third floor together and uh, it's kind of like a third floor. Uh, the four of us, actually, Todd's on the third floor. It's yeah. kind of a posse up here. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 uh, we lock it down, you know. <laughs> third floor is the best. It can get, uh, can get loud up here. Um, uh, <laughs> we have fun. Oh, all day. But Joyce, um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you here today mm-hmm. was to talk about the phone calls we've been getting mm-hmm. now. Now, versus, you know, prior to March, whatever, 11th or 12th, yeah. when this was declared, you know, a problem. And now, a month later, what what have you seen as a difference? Have you seen a difference? Well, I've seen a little bit of a difference, um, you know, now because of the whole COVID uh, situation, um, a lot of jails are trying to release individuals, but they're only wanting to release them if they go into recovery, you know? So basically it seems like the court systems and everything is actually pushing for recovery now that this situation's going. And I guess rather than be incarcerated, they'd rather them come out. So I'm getting a lot of those type of calls. Um, Other type of calls I'm receiving is from people that are just stuck at home and they want help. Um, they're looking for help now that they're, they've been in the house and they've realized that they're not really ready to be in, alone this long. So um, we're getting some calls in regards to that as well. Um, so in, in family members that are concerned with family, you know, for, with, their, with individuals that are at home as well. Um, I had one family member call me yesterday and said, my brother's just at home drinking all day um, now that he no longer can go to work. And he seems to be really depressed. So he seems like a really good candidate to come in here. You know, come in, get in, get in the atmosphere, um, you know, be around this, you know, everyone else who's going through the same thing that you're going through. And like I said, this is a great community. You've got other people who, your peer leaders that are holding you accountable. You know, everybody does something to cheer each other up. When they notice one guy's down, everybody around them tries to uplift them. Yeah. And they do other activities, of, you know. Um, I know that now over at our intensive male house, they've got a gym and everything that they put together. <laughs> so they're trying to work out. We've got other staff members that come over there to try out the gym. Um, this oh, week, I didn't think about that. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's all in safety, though. We're doing the safety with it. But, yeah. uh, you know, they've got that going on there. You know, they're starting to develop a... Our, um, exercise regimen and a, a better diet because all they do over there is cook out. So. Yeah. yeah, every yeah. every time I have somebody on from that house, yeah, we talk about food. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, definitely our intensive program is a great program. I mean, those are a great group of guys, and you know, like I said, when recovery, you meet your true friends because people don't want anything from you. Yeah. Um, they're just wanting the best for you. Well, I have to, you know, uh, speaking on a little bit about what you were just saying mm-hmm. about the guys over there. You know, I'm st- I'm still a house leader, as I tell people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I love, my guys, you know, in our house, you know, we're, we're a tight organization. Yeah. You know, I, but I spend the most time with the guys in my house, and um, and several of them are watching right now too. But 
what I love is that, you know, our group still cooks. Yeah. You know, every house I've lived in has been uh, cooking. Well, the two houses I've lived in has been a lot of cooking. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, it seems to be all over the housing. You know, yeah. we cook together, we eat together as a family, family. we build community, and that's a great right. way to do that. And um, I, I, I've lived in our housing for almost two years now, and I think right now it's, it's bizarre to me that you know we don't have the outside meetings available mm -hmm. to us and yet i feel strong more strongly connected at the moment mm -hmm. to the guys in my house than i have in the entire time i've been here now i've also known several of the guys since since i for a long long time right. some two of them i've known since i got here so that helps you know but really you know i, I find that what's happening you know is that like with the staff participating in Zoom meetings with us mm -hmm. and, and with all the interactions that we're building, we're building a stronger community and we didn't even realize it. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, all the houses, it seems like they all are getting together. I mean, I've been in two, two women houses since I've, I was at McShannon and Chesterfield House and Smith House. I mean, we, we are always really close. We all cook, you know, everyone eats together. And then especially with the Zoom meetings, you know, it's great that the female staff and male staff Female staff are is reaching out to the to do Zoom meetings in the evening time with that girl houses and male staff is doing in the evenings with the male houses. Wade, I'm sorry. Wade just. Wade just He's got to get some medication. Ah, <laughs> He's got to go do his job. Yeah, right. eh, go figure. Well, okay. So this this leads me. That's a good thing because what this leads me to do is that um, to to bring up to the people out there who who may not know. Joyce's office is next to mine, okay? And Joyce always has K-cups, you know, little K-pods for the, uh, the Keurig machine. <laughs> I have a Keurig in my office too, but I, I, I never seem to have the K-cups. <laughs> so I'm always sneaking into Joyce's office and, you know, taking one or two. And now uh, one of the guys uh, who's been on our show here a couple times, Harrison, mm -hmm. he, he bought me a box a couple weeks ago, and I, I appreciate that, and that Aww. went like... Like that. Um, <laughs> Didn't even know you had any. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, you know, I'm also I also give away a lot, but but I do I do I drink coffee. Um, I drink coffee. I'm an uppers guy, yeah. so you know coffee. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that if you really want to do something to help us out, and you can't donate five bucks or something like that, you know, Joyce needs K cups. <laughs> I don't think I have the button down here for the K cup donation. <laughs> you know, <I'm> <laughs> but swing on by because we can't, you know, we can't get into the stores. So I can't, you know, we can. But um, Joyce needs K cups to replace the ones I keep taking and to have them available so that when I go to steal them, they're there, they are ready for us. <laughs> um, now it should be keeping an active inventory of, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I already know. Nathan comes. And he's like, I got two, and he walks away. It's fine. He does it when I'm on the phone, though, so I can't even say stop. <laughs> he waits till he hears me on the phone. Um, we're, we're having a we're we're uh, we're having a light kind of a day today. Um, I, I've needed to laugh. You know, today today's a day that I've needed to just laugh. Um, um, today is Wednesday during Holy Week, and uh -huh. I, you know, I don't know religion and. and and, and spirituality are very different things. Um, Holy Week, though, always seems to resonate with my, me and, and, and my way of meditating. Um, and today being Wednesday during Holy Week, that means that this is the, the day that, uh, if you know the, the history, I, I don't know the history all that well, but I know this is the day that Judas um, uh, betrayed Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not a religious guy, but I, I do like Holy Week, and I like Lent and what it stands for. And this day... Um, 
it particularly has good music. Mm. Um, having grown up, well, sort of grown up, ten, you know, secondary, within the church, but having spent a long time in the Catholic Church or in the Anglican Church um, as a chorus member, you know, as a guy who sang. So you may or may not know this, but I studied voice. I was okay. a I was a classically trained. I'm a classically trained musician. Something I didn't realize. I, I probably many people don't know that anymore. Um, but that's something I used to do, and so I used to sing a lot during this period. I love the music for this day. And the reason I bring that up is, so in the Catholic setting, if you go to a Catholic Mass tonight and probably other services too, um, the, the, at the end of the service, the lights are slowly turned off in the church. Uh, and if there are candles, they're extinguished one by one so that you have a dark ch- church. To, to, I believe that is to um, uh, symbolize the, 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 um, the, what, what Judas does to Christ. Mm-hmm. And then, boom! Really loud mm-hmm. noises, and in fact, I think as as a chorus member, we used to uh, participate in making the noise. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done that service enough times, you know. I've done it in some big giant cathedrals, and I happen to I just happen to like the sound. So today is a day. Um, it's a heavy day, mm. you know, because I do think about these things. I, yeah. I, I think about what's what's going on in the rest of the world, and I, I have to. It keeps me connected. Um, but I like. I'm going to be listening to music. You'll you'll hear some well, in the good. background next door, uh, but the laughter today because it's a mm-hmm. it's a the, the the rain outside sort of is mirroring the mood I woke up in this morning. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, you know, I woke up kind of in a uh, kind of mood. This is two days in a row for me, mm. um, and I know where my anxiety is. I, I my my you know I'm a person in recovery from substance use disorder, Absolutely. and for me that means that at any t- any moment I can you know make one bad decision to destroy my life, mm-hmm. and you know fortunately I mean, by the grace of God or whatever something greater than myself you know I haven't done that since February 18th of 2018. That being the case, I have some you know moments of. Mm-hmm. You know, and the last couple of days have been kind of to me, so it's it's uh, good to come in here and laugh. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. I know I can always laugh when Joyce is around, and Frank <laughs> Frank makes me laugh uh, sometimes on purpose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Joyce is just this bubbly personality, and as an as the intake coordinator, um, we've been through. I guess since I've been here now, you're the fourth person in this role, mm-hmm. and. Um, what I appreciate about you, uh, and, and not to say the others weren't as well, but you, you really have, you're dedicated, um, committed to making sure that our participants are, are brought in. And, you know, we've talked about how we would just like to be able to hand everybody a bed oh, and yeah, say, Here, just come, you know. And unfortunately, you know, we just we, we can't do that. We have mm-hmm. to pay the electric bill and the water bill and the trash bill and the Verizon bill and, the you know. <laughs> All the bills. So, you know, I love that you have that attitude. Yeah. Thank you for coming. And I love being around, you know, being the intake coordinator because that's why I also do the weekend duty because mm. I love being able to meet my guys when they first come in. And then on the weekend, I get to check up on them and see how they're doing while they're here. So yeah. they both go hand in hand. Well, what? So I forgot that, that, that you have that other connection there. Absolutely. So you are also weekend programs. Absolutely. So I, I handle all the programs that I bring in during the week. I handle them on weekends. So I get to do the, we do the groups. We do the fun time. We do the little meetings that we make up. And um, I get to see how everyone who I brought in during the past week, how they've been doing. I, I t- <laughs> follow up with them and ask them how they've been adjusting. So. Yeah. What, what, uh, what kind of things happen on the weekend here? Fun. Fun? That's it. Fun. 
<laughs> just we're fun. fun in recovery. Fun, fun in recovery. That's it. I'm we looking have a good time. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's a, a guy who just uh, logged on or is watching now. He used to do weekend programs here. Oh. So hi, Lane. My <laughs> sister just logged on. She's watching. Hey, Robin. How are you? Um, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Uh, for those of you who uh, have met me and, and been in any of my groups or the groups where I talk about uh, telling the truth versus having integrity, uh-huh. um, all of you know that I married my sister a few years ago. Oh. Well, <laughs> huh? Go. Go. Just threw Wait, me through a loop. You, you've not heard me tell this story? No. Oh, oh Joyce. Gosh. All right. Well, you're a guinea pig here. Since my sister's here, um, let me tell you, Todd, you've heard this. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. Everything I'm going to tell you is true. Okay. Everything I'm going to tell you is legal. Oh, goodness. Now, we can argue morality, but I think we would settle on this, that this is... It's fine. Moral. Moral, what I've done here. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you a story. Legal, true. A few things you should also know. Facts. Okay. My brother is a man. He has always been a man. He is younger than I am, so I've known him his entire life. We have the same biological parents. Okay. Okay? Cool. My sister's a woman. She has always been a woman. I am the oldest, so she. I've known her her entire life, and we have the same parents. Okay. Okay? A few years ago, I lived in West Virginia. <laughs> All right? Mm-hmm. I did. We had a restaurant, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Uh, I came back to Virginia, and that year when I came back, I married my sister. Oh. Mm. A few years after that, same-sex marriage became the law of the land when the Supreme Court case came down. Yeah. And that same year, that summer, I married my brother. Really? Uh, it was in the fall, actually, yeah. <laughs> I married my brother. How did I do that? Yes, that's the great question that is in my mind. <laughs> um, my sister, I love my sisters up here. Uh, I can tell you that my sister had a baby by another man on December 24th of, 2009, uh, 2019, mm-hmm. uh, 2018, um, and I was excited for her. Mm-hmm. Excited enough to marry her? Well, th- I married her before that. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. 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 So, so what I did there is I, I married my sister to my brother-in-law. Oh. I married my brother to my sister-in-law. Okay. So when I tell that story, I do tell that story in groups. and I, I tell that story as a way of demonstrating telling the truth yeah. versus having integrity. Mm. Now, my intentions there are just to make you laugh. Yeah. Or, or at least yeah. Grunt. Like, totally mess up my mind, though, because knowing you, it's anything is possible. <laughs> I'm thinking insurance or oh, yeah, right, legal no. papers. No, remember, everything was legal, right? Yeah. So what, what did I do there to tell that story? Mind blown. Yeah. I, I told information that wasn't important yeah. to distract. I Absolutely. used the word marry mm-hmm. in a different way than yeah. you were thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the difference between, yeah, yeah, telling the truth and having integrity. And I use that example um, when I'm talking to newcomers, mm-hmm. um, brand newcomers, I still consider myself a newcomer, but brand yeah. newcomers about how we talk uh, to program directors and to other staff members. Mm-hmm. You know, what is my intention when I'm telling you what I'm telling you? Right. You know, how does this information actually relate to the other information? Mm-hmm. You know, am I trying to misdirect? Am I trying to, you know, still, even though I'm telling you the truth, am I try? are my intentions pure? Anyway, we can sit here and riff forever. Um, <laughs> Wade. Uh, I say that because he stole Frank from us. <laughs> well, one of the things I liked about it, because I filmed that group and you told that story. And, Please tell know, me you got rid of that group. I did. Thank yeah. you. but um not everything we do is as seamless as this conversation but you know like i like when you brought up like west virginia 
you know, obviously there's a stigma around yeah. that state. Mm. And that's one of the things I liked about the story was because it helped to go towards the stigma end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so sometimes, like, you know, maybe not that story exactly. <laughs> but you could look at, like, different things and, you know, like, oh, you know, like I had, I had just found out that um, the acquaintance that I know had is back um in in re- they're in recovery but they're mm-hmm. back in in a in a clinical setting uh. and so i'd made the comment and so the about it the, you know so i'm disappointed about that and then the comment i heard back was oh well that's a you know oh you know that's no, no surprise or something like that and it was that stigma that yeah. went along with it and it just kind of bothered me a little bit um because you know i mean it's people people when you go through like rcos or rehab people think that when you get out of it that you're you're you know you're you're full you're recovered boom yeah and you know and i don't know so that's one thing i like about the story was because you know kind of when it comes to like stigma and stuff like that you know like it's the you know how the mind easily thinks okay well he said west virginia so that's what we (laughs) think yeah yeah so i never never thought of it that way yeah Yeah. oh because that's when you said west virginia like you Mm -hmm. know like you kind of thought of but you did it uh subconsciously i gotta tell you though that that living in west virginia um i live in a county of like seven thousand people Mm -hmm. um uh, it was a it was a um a ski resort community. My, okay. my mom has a condo up there, and I lived, I lived in the valley. It was it was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I had no mm-hmm. neighbors yeah. except for the deer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but so that's interesting when you said stigma and and the, still the time because you know I was talking to John Schinholzer yesterday, and John and I were talking about um, uh, something we're doing for tomorrow. Um, something the ACLU of Virginia is doing with a coalition of about 40 other organizations. We were talking, um, they're, they're really uh, working to help with the decarceration that's happening right now with individuals getting out of jail, mm-hmm. you know, uh, nonviolent individuals that, that's being worked on. And what we're discovering, you know, what we as an organization are discovering is that, you know, many people are being just put out but don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. So, you know, John and I were talking about that and, and what does recovery look like? Mm-hmm. in this time um because the government you know and and, and housing people you know is <laughs> can be a challenge mm-hmm. and you know it's it's not too difficult to get funding for a 30-day 60-day a 90-day program from the government and even that is a challenge but in relative relative to what we need as far as you know actual recovery you know when we talk about full recovery from substance use disorder as a disease you know we we're looking at two years minimum yeah. you know to to really get a hold on 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 living a new way of life and we'll have to look for those numbers because I, I know i've seen those numbers but you know when i think of substance use disorder as a disease like cancer or diabetes or something you know where that has to be maintained and yeah. and constantly looked at and and constantly you know observed by medical professionals which Substance use disorder has been listed as a medical disease mm-hmm. since the 50s, I believe, you know, for a long time. It's a, um, and, of course, we're still treating it as a, as a, as a criminal justice issue, which that's, that's just insane to me. But regardless, um, but as we're looking at that, we're trying to, to find creative ways to make sure that people are getting out of jail and coming to a place of recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the danger with releasing people now and and i do believe we should be 
decarcerating people. We should be allowing people to get out, and, and, and not just because of COVID-19, but because people do not need to be in jail. We do not have effective um, health care in jail. We mm -hmm. do not have access to mental health uh, in, a, in any meaningful way. And when we look at the people, we look at people incarcerated, like I was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're looking at in some places in Virginia, 85 to 90 percent of the people incarcerated currently have some sort of substance use disorder that's affected their, right. you know, and, and yes, if you robbed a store or a house or, you know, you, you committed some other crime, you should serve the time for that. But if you're in there, you know, simply because you have a disease, you know, we need to get you out mm -hmm. and we need to find help. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at in, in jails and prisons now, over 50% of the population who have serious mental health issues, you know, we have no way to address that right now. So as we're decarcerating people right now because of COVID-19, mm -hmm. uh, McShin is trying to get on the forefront of saying, well, hold on, let's you know, see how we can continue this trend in a meaningful way and be part of the conversation in changing the stigma, but also changing, you know, realizing that we are dealing with a public health care crisis. Mm -hmm. you know, not only the COVID-19, but we're dealing with the public health care crisis of addiction. Um, the danger with people being released right now is that, you know, we see in the first two weeks of release from prison and jail, a spike, uh, potential for overdose being, I, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's astronomical. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the propensity or the potential for individuals to die from an overdose coming right out of jail. And so we want to be, you know, the tip of, tip of the spear on this and be able to get people when they come out. But yeah. also in relation to that, you know, we need to be talking about, like John keeps talking about, and I, I, I'm a firm believer in the Portugal flip. You know, as we address this as a public health care crisis, we can more meaningfully change the way we are dealing with people of all colors, of all backgrounds, of all things. So, you know, I, I know that you have an extraordinary job having to, 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 to talk to people. I know that I answer the phones a lot. So when I answer the phones, I'm dealing, I talk to public, um, public defenders, I talk to probation officers, I talk to um, scared people who are, mm -hmm. are currently in the throes of the disease, I talk to parents, I talk to siblings, I talk, you know, all the people you talk to, except you actually answer the questions, I just pass along the call. Mm -hmm. So you have a challenging, unique role here that, that I'm, I'm grateful you're in this role, because mm -hmm. um, I think you do a great job, and I, I know I'm rambling and rambling and rambling. Thank you for the coffee, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's Is that what got you going? That's, it's got me going. But, you know, when I'm able to, to be here, hey, Rice, um, when I'm able to be here and talk about the things that I get really passionate about, yeah. you know, it's helpful to have, you know, I've got two other people right here mm. who are as passionate about making a difference in this world, not just, you know, the way we talk to the the person walking in the door, realizing yeah. that the change we are is is the, the change we can become is is, is helping that next person who walks Absolutely. in the door. You know, and you do this on a daily basis. You do this on a daily basis. You know, everyone in this building, you know, who works here and 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 the, helps to foster mm -hmm. this this community of helping the next person, helping the next person. And I see that coming out in ways I, I never would have imagined right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, please, Definitely everybody please here, <laughs> everybody here, everyone who, who works at McShin, you can truly tell that we all love what we do here. I mean, everyone's passionate about it. All we want is to see the next person. If we can just reach one person. I mean, yeah. everyone here has an equal passion. 
it's crazy how much we love it here. I mean, I love my job. It's you, nothing better. Yeah. Nothing better. <laughs> I come in here on the weekends and I see Joyce. I'm here every day. <laughs> you are here <laughs> every it? day. It was what two weekends, two or two or three weekends ago. We'd come in and do a Saturday uh-huh. one, and when I walked in <laughs> the um, room down there, they had the ping pong mm-hmm. set up and all that, and I was, you know, I was I was impressed with that, you know, walking in, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing that, you know, you have this safe space for people that are actually following through on utilizing the safe space yeah. and not getting in their in their heads and being like oh well this is going on right. so I can't you know I can't find and they're finding ways to make their recovery oh, work yeah. and so I think that um just the resiliency of trying to make sure that people were you know that, that they're working something you know is 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 what's kind of really stood out to me in the last month you know, the people are just, you know, there are a lot of people committed to their recovery and they're finding unique ways to, you know, to do that. So, yeah. Um, you know, in my role as advocacy coordinator and community outreach coordinator, um, I speak with a lot of different constituencies mm-hmm. and or I, I get involved with a bunch of different groups. Um, and some are prevention groups, you know, I call them the pearl clutchers and I love y'all. Um, some are, are, you know, hardcore, uh, recovery people and some are all, all different people. And one of the things that's encouraging to me when I go out, um, or the last couple of weeks as I've been on the phone more is when I, I do use the McShin name, mm-hmm. you know, and say, you know, I'm with McShin, yada, yada. Um, or I talk to our, our partners here, our friends, you know, our, or the people who help us. And, and I see, uh, I see where the change is happening, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I see where where we're, for instance, I was on a call yesterday with um, the sheriff of Henrico County, Elisa Gregory, mm-hmm. and she's been a, a wonderful supporter. She was she oh, yeah. just became a sheriff, what, beginning of January, mm-hmm. end of December. Um, and, and she, when I called her, when I was talking to her yesterday, she was uh, making masks with her mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but she was talking about some of the concerns we just expressed, but she was talking about, you know, making sure that, that people who are in jail are getting access, you know, out, outside too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talk about reintegration and, you know, reentry and reintegration into society, you know. And, of course, we at McShin are not just... A place you know to go after jail we have people yeah. coming from the streets too oh, yeah absolutely uh, which is a beautiful thing um, we have people from all walks of life here it's in yeah. and that's one thing about it everybody's like you know this is somebody I'm meeting someone who I never would normally talk to out on the street but you're learning you know you're with different types of people it's all walks yeah. of life yeah a broader perspective yeah. a broader perspective mm-hmm. you know I when I first got here I you know, I, I, I had done two months in a jail program, mm-hmm. or 50 days in a jail program, and, you know, I, I, I was still looking for ways to be different. My disease still wants me to isolate, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that, that's been coming up the last couple of days. That's what I've been fighting, you know, personally, mm-hmm. you know, waking up in the morning. So, um, I find, you know, that, that uh, I, still, I still can revert to that, um, you know, I'm different because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm older. I'm short, uh, you know, whatever reason. Uh, when I first got here, I was really thin. <laughs> um, and uh, But I find that when I, I, I 
connect in when I what's the word I'm looking for when I uh, not opt in. Um, Oh, come on. We use this word all the time. I just like watching you sweat. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sweating because of the coffee. Um, but I find that when I choose to connect in, you know, mm-hmm. instead of connect out, what's the word I'm looking for? I would say inclusive. In, mm. If you choose to be inclusive instead of exclusive. Yeah, but, there's a term that... I, well, anyway, somebody please correct me on, on, the, on Facebook. But when I'm... Seeking when I'm seeking ways to identify in or identify out. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Identify in, identify out. So when I'm identifying in, and I'm able to get fed, mm. you know, and and that's you know right here we have all these opportunities to identify in. You know, you want to create a chess club? Boom, we got a chess club. You know, we've got run club right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a bunch of guys that uh, I guess probably haven't been able to do it, but we've been able to do pickleball. You know, things. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the the. Uh, ping pong, the table tennis, oh, yeah. is Absolutely. a big deal. But um, you know, we have opportunities to do all sorts of of outside things and bring that in to keep us connected. So I think I have rambled on quite a long time now, and it's been about thirty five minutes. Um, Joyce, oh. anything you want to add that I haven't already bloviated on? No, we've touched based on everything. Uh, thank you for having me on today. Did you see the comment from Robin? Robin said, uh, love you all. I'm proud of you. Um, you know, I have to go back to the kids. Uh, you had one on here earlier that, I, and it disappeared. I can't see it anymore. But it, it, it said the girls at the uh, Chesterfield house love you. Oh, so, my carols. Um, so I meant, to, I meant to say that earlier. Um, but anyways. So. Ben won't get out of my get out of my. Joe, I don't know what you're trying to say there, but <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing Joe that Ben won't let you leave, huh? Uh, anyway, I can't quit you. Um, <laughs> oh, oh wait, Debbie just said something. What did Debbie say? Debbie's a Debbie's a board member, and she said, uh, "God bless you all. The love and community of McShin is so evident and needed. When my son needed uh, when my son needed help, our family was embraced and loved on. We gained a huge family and community." Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I will say to Debbie's, you know, to to to, to that, she is one of the uh, loyal, most loyal people we've had. Like on, on any of our stuff, like when it comes to the live feeds, the videos, like she has been, you know, even though I know she's, got, you know, there's a geographical difference, you know, now of not being able to be in here as yeah. as often, she's been really, really solid. About, you know, just being involved, you know, connected through, you know, this online community that we've been able to work on over the last year and a half. So, yeah. but I love, I love that we have this capacity to uh, connect right now. And, and McShin is working to, to, to really be, um, you know, on the forefront of making sure that we stay connected in our mm-hmm. houses and to keep, um, to keep recovery at the forefront, you know, when all the, the normal, what we would normally do is no longer something we can do. Right. Uh, we've got TVs in the houses now. We're going to have our first uh, online community meeting tonight, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, we have a training at 7 this evening for house leaders. You don't have to do it now because you're not a house leader anymore. Um, As but, the world's changing, McShin's changing with it, and we're keeping up. Yeah. I mean, we're staying ahead of the game. We, some, we can't have meetings? All right. We'll bring the meetings to them via video, digital. Whatever Bam. is needed, we're there. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you are listening uh, uh, on the Facebook Live or if you're you know, uh, 
programs into the podcast at some point in the future. And you have ideas for future shows, th- something topic that you'd like to hear about, um, maybe somebody else's voice you'd like to hear instead of mine going mm-hmm. on and on, um, please let us know in the comments. Uh, again, I'll always ask, you know, if you have something you can contribute, we do, um, we're always looking for donations right now. It's a tough time, and we want to be able, we want to make sure that we keep the doors open for everybody, make sure that we have same-day access, real same-day access, um, still available to everybody. Uh, we've got our programs going on here at the, at the facility. Um, we have our programs going on in the housing, and we're, we're going to keep trucking. did so. want to mention also, we are officially now on Apple Podcasts. <gasps> So the so the actual feed, you know, I go through and I, you know, and I clean up the audio, you know, and put it so it's a little better podcast format. So we're on nine platforms now. Awesome. So, you know, that's good. I'm excited about that. Todd makes my voice sound like this. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. And, uh... <laughs> Off today's an off day. So. I think it's been a lovely day. I, 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 the sense of humor I've needed this today. I've needed to laugh. Um, I've been stuck in my own head. Um, and I'm in. Yeah, it is. It's a dangerous place to be. Um, with that, uh, again, I'm, I'm Nathan. I'd like to thank Joyce, um, my my favorite third floor person. Don't 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 tell the other two. I'll make sure they don't hear about it. <laughs> um, especially since he abandoned us. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank Frank for joining us for the first part of that. And, of course, our phenomenal producer, Todd, who, who makes my voice sound like this. <laughs> I'd like to thank you all out in the audience uh, for being here today. We'll be listening to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might get a little creepy in post. I know. So. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares now. <laughs> I feel like I should be intru- introducing Miles Davis or Chet Baker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to thank... Um, uh, uh, Kyler, Kyler gets our director of marketing, who's out there doing all kinds of good stuff that uh, we don't always get to see right here in the building, but I know is out there plugging away. Absolutely. And of course, everybody else here who works. Um, get in the herd. Today is Wednesday, April eighth, twenty twenty. Thank you all for participating, and again, thank you guys for joining me. Um, and with that, goodbye. Goodbye. Have a nice day.